Hello, Cobb County. I'm your host, Larry Felton Johnson, the man with a voice for the silent movies. In addition to my tragic shortcomings in the vocal department, I'm also the editor and publisher of the Cobb County Courier, a local independent online news site, and I'm a proud member of Lion Publishers. Since this is the first episode, you can bet there'll be changes as I muddle through the process of figuring out the format and the content and figuring out how to use this editing software. But the short-term plan is to publish two podcasts per month. The shows will be 20 minutes long and will include news and discussion of what's going on in Cobb County, the third largest county in the state of Georgia. So let's move on to our first story. I make a motion to approve a resolution for the appointment of Jack, uh, Dr. Jackie R. McMorris as the county manager, uh, effective April 4th, 2020. You just heard Chairman Mike Boyce at the February 25th meeting of the Cobb County Board of Commissioners. He made a motion to approve Dr. Jackie McMorris as the new Cobb County manager, effective when Rob Hosack retires in early April. District 4 Commissioner Lisa Cupid raised objections to the procedures that were followed in putting the promotion of McMorris forward. One of her objections was that the usual process the board followed when hiring people who report to the county manager were not followed in this case. Another was that the position was not opened up so that other people could apply and be considered for the job. Here's an excerpt from Commissioner Cupid's comments. I think the world of our deputy county manager, Jackie McMorris, I think the absolute world of her. I hold her in high esteem, not only for the level of excellence of which she approaches her work, but for her character and her thoughtfulness. She will make a fine county manager. The county manager is the highest level administrative officer within our county government. The county manager is indeed the chief executive officer of Cobb County and exercises control over all departments or divisions of the county, excluding those assigned under our constitutional officers and our judiciary. They supervise thousands of men and women in the state of Georgia's third most populous county. The county manager sees that all laws and ordinances of the county are enforced amongst the list of other responsibilities. The primary issue today has to do with ensuring that we follow reasonable processes when it shows that we are fairly regarding the interest of all people. So despite my heart that I have for Dr. McMorris and my appreciation and respect for her. And she knows me very well, very well. And my approach to this decision, I'm sure comes as no surprise to her as anyone that has seen me lead here in the county. 
And it disheartens me that we are put in this situation today. It disheartens me that she has been put in this situation here today. For this board to be confronted with such a decision, yes, at the state of the county address, without there ever being a discussion amongst the board, collectively. Reasonable processes in hiring key department, division, or agency heads in Cobb County has typically meant that we have applied at least one of the following acts. We have discussed the open positions with the county manager. We discussed possible positions with the hiring manager, discussed the open positions or candidates with commissioners in an executive session. We opened the hiring process internally. We opened the hiring process externally. We have HR review and narrowed down a pool of candidates. We have a candidate interview, or excuse me, we have an interview of top candidates and um, through a committee. And we have the county manager also interview top candidates that have been narrowed down. We have the county manager for top candidates to the BOC for review. And the board of commissioners interviews the candidate with the HR manager and the hiring manager. We don't always apply all of those steps, but we at least have one of those steps. I firmly believe that if we were to appoint the county manager in the fashion which has been presented, that it would lack a reasonable process for the board to have constructively discussed the appointment collectively and with reasonable time constraint that is commensurate to the level of authority influence and responsibility of this role and that is consistent with the level of consideration that we have given when hiring other executive positions of this county that are subordinate to the role of a county manager. After Cupid spoke, Commissioners Bob Ott and Joanne Beryl disagreed with Commissioner Cupid. Here are their comments. All right, I want to speak on my own behalf. I don't need someone else to tell anyone how I as a member of this board feel. It is not unfair to me. I have no conflict. What is unfair is to drag Dr. McMorris through the mud over a procedural issue. If, if a commissioner has a problem with a procedural issue, fine. But we do not need to drag a wonderful person, a highly qualified person, highly educated, through the mud. She doesn't need protection from anything. Her, her record, her education, her job performance speak for themselves. You want to talk about the cream floating to the top? She's the creme de la creme. I have no reservations about supporting Dr. McMorris to be the next county manager. Thank you. Commissioner Burrell. I'll say amen to that. Um, when, the when the chairman first approached me, um, I agree that Jackie is the only um, choice for this position. I mean, she was appointed deputy and is highly, highly qualified, overqualified with her education, her background, her experience, and her knowledge of this county and um, its citizens. So I have no reservations at all of the process or the appointment of Dr. Jackie McMorris tonight. 
In fact, I knew Jackie before I was a commissioner and before she came to Cobb. We worked together in another county. Um, and, and I was in the private sector. She was with the county. So I've, I've known her. I know her dedication and commitment. And I have no doubts or reservations at all that she will be the ultimate county manager. And I applaud her, praise her, and I'm here for you if you need anything. And I look forward to working with you as our next county manager. God bless you. And with those comments from the commissioners, Chairman Mike Boyce made a motion to approve the appointment of Dr. Jackie McMorris as the new Cobb County Manager, effective April 5th, and the motion passed 4-1. to one. On Tuesday, March 3rd, I attended the second meeting of the Community Action Network held at the Smyrna Community Center. The Community Action Network was formed to help organize community support for the Healthy Start program. The purpose of Healthy Start is to reduce the disparity of pregnancy outcomes between African American women and other groups in the population. It was funded by a federal grant of just over a million dollars a year for a five-year period, and its goal is to tackle problems like low birth weight babies, infant mortality, and maternal mortality. I spoke with Rose Bishop, who directs the program, in the hallway before the meeting. I'm here with Rose Bishop, is that correct? That's correct. With the Healthy Start program. Yes. Uh, tell us your title. I am the program director for our um, pregnancy services at Cobb and Douglas Public Health. Uh -huh. And uh, the Healthy Start program is just one um, service or department of all the pregnancy services that I, I provide at Cobb and Douglas Health. Uh-huh. Could you uh, say a few words about the Healthy Start program? How, uh, what is it, uh, uh, who's its target uh, clientele and what does the program do? Well, the Healthy Start program uh, is targeting African American women who live in certain zip code areas of Cobb and Douglas, Douglasville City. Um, when we uh, put our proposal together in November of 2000, and, um, and 2018, we looked at the, the target areas that were, um, or the women that were in these high-risk areas. And what we found were it wasn't all of Cobb and it wasn't all of Douglasville County, that only certain populations were, um, were the, the, the target areas that we, we needed to focus on. So um, um, the Healthy Start program, it's a phenomenal program, has many different components to it. Um, one is the home visiting component, and uh, where there's a team of a nurse and a care, care coordinator that goes out into the home, and they teach the pregnant women um, about um, prenatal care, uh, how to take care of their baby, how to get ready for the delivery, um, and we use the Baby Basics curriculum, which is an evidence-based curriculum. Um, and then after the baby's born, we use another um, curriculum for the baby, which is called Bright Futures. And that's a growth and development anticipatory guidance curriculum. Um, that, too, is evidence-based as well. 
So the home visits begin in pregnancy and then it go and the team goes out once a month and then after the baby they continue those home visits of teaching and preparing the parent and helping them with resources in the community and it goes all the way till the baby reaches 18 months and so and then after that they transition out uh-huh. How long has the program been in the field? How long have you been doing Oh, goodness. It? We just got the grant in April 2019. Um, had to hire the staff and get them trained. Um, the first home visit was September 4th, uh, which was a red letter day for all of us to go out, and or those who went out and did that first home visit. Um, and since then, um, since September 4th, um, it, we're now into March. We have about 50 plus women now that are enrolled. So it's slow going and uh, we're just getting the word out into the community. And we, you know, um, hopefully it'll increase each month. Um, but the target for uh, that we need to meet is 300 women and 300 children or babies and 100 fathers. It's now time for a recap of Cobb County Courier stories from the past two weeks. I'll try to make it fast so the monotony of my mellow and sonorous voice doesn't put you to sleep. You can read any of these stories by visiting CobbCountyCourier.com. That's CobbCountyCourier.com. Cobb and Douglas Public Health released a statement and recommendations regarding coronavirus, along with a description of their plan for addressing the pandemic. We ran their statement verbatim, and it's worth a read if you want to look at the response of our local governments to the pandemic and get a few helpful suggestions about how to guard against the disease. We have a story by Haston Willis about a major roadwork project on Windy Hill Road that will begin in about three months, and it's going to last three whole years. Smyrna Mayor Derek Norton is advising drivers to avoid Windy Hill Road while the construction's going on. If you're interested in learning more about the appointment of Dr. Jackie McMorris as county manager, we have two stories about that. One of the stories is about the appointment itself, and another is a complete transcript of Commissioner Lisa Cupid's statement at the Board of Commissioners meeting. Her statement was actually much longer than the excerpt that I ran earlier in this podcast. In education news, we covered the Cobb Board of Education's intent to buy land at Cobb Parkway and Terrell Mill Road for the new home of Cobb Horizon High School. And we covered a town hall meeting at Zion Baptist Church where former inmates and their families spoke about the conditions at the Cobb County Adult Detention Center. That article was by Kennesaw State student Mackenzie Botts and it's her first article for us. Those are just a few of our recent stories. Visit CobbCountyCourier.com for more. We recently ran a story that got a great deal of social media attention and combined zoning issues which bore most people to tears unless something's built right next door to them and education, which picks up a great deal of readership. 
Charles Sprayberry, who's the Planning and Logistics Director for the Cobb County School District, has been a regular at zoning hearings. Typically, he's raised objections on behalf of the school district to rezonings that could result in either an increase in families with children or an increase in seniors who are exempt from school taxes. At February's Board of Commissioners zoning hearing, he raised objections to two rezoning requests near Mableton Elementary School, and an interesting exchange took place between him and the commissioners. There were two cases the school board objected to, but the back and forth was about zoning case Z18 on Old Powder Springs Road. County Zoning Manager John Peterson introduced the case. The applicant's representative is present. Is there anyone here opposed to rezoning case Z18? Charles Sprayberry raised his hand in opposition to the rezoning petition, and Cobb Commission Chairman Mike Boyce asked Sprayberry if he'd be satisfied with leaving the case on the consent agenda after registering the school district's objections. Sprayberry said that would be okay, and then voiced the school district's opposition to the rezoning. Again, I'm Charles Sprayberry with the Cobb County School District. <laughs> Approval of this petition, Z18, will cause concern for CCSD as it will result in impact to schools already over, uh, already over capacity, such as Mableton Elementary School. District 4 Commissioner Lisa Cupid then suggested that some other forum might be more appropriate for a discussion of the effects of new residential development on school overcrowding. I have stipulations to add to C56 because when okay. it was pulled, I didn't add it. Okay. But my desire would be for us to figure out a path forward for how we address these issues of capacity. Because when we diligently work with the community and the applicant to resolve issues coming here, you know, it helps us to understand the process of this meeting and knowing what those concerns are in advance. Right. If the school board is always going to have an issue with our applications and they're always going to bring it up at this meeting, it would seem to me that there would be another forum where we could address the larger policy issue because it's very difficult for us to really give full weight to those concerns considering the significant steps that would have to be taken to build a new school. And I certainly don't think that it's the direction of the school board to encourage the Board of Commissioners to not ever build residential um, housing, whether it be for multi, whether it be for families or seniors. But yet every time we have a family or senior development, we get opposition. Sprayberry told Cupid he would take her concerns back to the school district and that a possible forum for discussing the impact of zoning decisions on school capacity might be during the process of choosing SPLOS projects where school building and, and expansion are decided. Then District 2 Commissioner Bob Ott suggested the best time for the school district to raise objections would be earlier in the zoning process when county staff recommendations and comments were added to documents on zoning cases. Um, John, on every zoning application, when you get it, there's a preliminary plan review the applicant sits down with all the different departments to go over their proposal, correct? Correct. Is the school board there? No. 
Okay. So the first thing that could happen is um, what happens is that when an applicant files an application, they come in front of, with the zoning and there's what we call initial plan review where water and stormwater or sewer and fire, and everybody has a meeting where the applicant sits down and, and they go over what those different concerns are because that's how the final zoning analysis book is written with all the comments. Um, and my, my time up here, it's great that you're here because for most of the time that I've been up here, Nobody came from the schools and half the time the page was empty. And so I think that where we're at now, to Commissioner Cupid's comments, is that I think that somebody from the school system needs to be part of the preliminary plan review. Just so that we hear their comments ahead of time instead of just today. Um, and I also think that, you know, you, you're given a page in the zoning analysis book. There's not a whole lot of use of it, I think, as it could be used. I mean, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of outside agencies that are not part of the, the county government that are given that opportunity. And, and what I've seen in the past is that the school system until recently um, has not really taken advantage of the fact that the county is asking for your inputs. Right. So I think that that page could become more robust. And I think that, you know, potentially having them included in the preliminary plan review I mean, it, it, it doesn't necessarily address the issue, but for example, I know in my discussions with the school system, I think you use, what, 0.7 children for every... Every... Uh, right, for when residence. you're doing... Right, for every residence. So, I mean, they, they have a formula. They're going to be able to tell us the numbers, and, and you can immediately see what the impact's going to be. So, but I agree with the Commissioner Cupid that this forum, it's almost kind of, it's a little bit too late, especially when you have something that the commissioner has worked on with staff and the community and it's on consent. Um, and then all of a sudden have, I mean, and like the chairman said, we pretty much, we know what you're going to say. Right. So that's just some thoughts. up this episode of Hello Cobb County. The music we use in this show is called Razor Strap, written and composed by Kevin Hartnell. We'll be back with you in about two weeks with more news and information from Cobb County. I'm your host, Larry Felton Johnson, and I'm one of the few people who could make Gomer Pyle say, golly, that guy has a harsh southern accent.